Hello and welcome to the Remarkable Orator. I am your host, Anika Apple, and I'm so glad to have you with me today. I'm really excited to share today's topic with you uh, because this has been one that has been dancing around in my heart and my head um, for a couple of weeks now, maybe a little bit over a month. And um, it's a teeny bit confrontational. It's definitely conversational, definitely intended to make you think quite a bit. Um, but it's a really important message and that needs to come through that needs to help us understand so that we can begin our journey and process to heal the world. And it's really deep within each and every one of us. And so today's conversation is one that will really be enlightening to you. Um, I think that as you hear it, I would encourage you to just close your eyes, relax, be unassuming, let your shoulders drop, open your ears, open your heart, just let yourself relax into the understanding um, so that it can truly penetrate your mind and allow you to be in a space where you can really hear it and learn what to do. I think that um, there's a lot been going on in the world today and ah, let's just sigh. There's a lot been going on in the world over the past couple of years. Um, and, you know, it being April of 2021, um, clearly we've just seen a lot happening. Um, and as we think about the rebalancing that's required for us to be able to move forward in the world, we've been talking a lot about systemic racism in America, um, the brokenness of systems, the brokenness and healing needed of families, communities that need to be reunited, um, the systems that we put in place that create inequity for people in terms of access to technology and healthcare and certainly wealth and abundance. And then there's the dynamics across countries. There's, there are challenging topics like Im immigration um, and the relationships that we have with other countries. There's just so much dissension, separation, brokenness, anger, frustration, heaviness. And it's time for us to face into those things and decide what it is that we will do next. And I have to tell you that I'm not going to solve all of what we do next in this podcast. It is merely a place to tell you a story that hopefully helps to open your eyes to think about what you can do, what you will choose to do, what you are purposed to do, to help all of us move forward into a place where we can experience community with emphasis on the unity once again. And when I say once again, that's because hundreds of thousands of years ago, we lived as one. And there was respect and adoration, kindness 
and love sharing with one another. We were in fact invented and designed to be a people who loved. We were intended, designed to have harmony. And over the years we've changed and we've shifted and we find ourselves at this time now where there's a significant imbalance in our world, even in our lives and our own individual bodies. And this imbalance inside our bodies wears on us and it impacts us. And it's something that we have to address. And so that is what we're going to be talking about today. Before I jump into that, I just want to talk about two things that are related topics. The first is this piece around assimilation. We have become this people who are so driven by the desire for belonging that we would allow it to exist without us really being truly, fully, truly and fully who we are. We want this piece of fitting in where we were just willing to sacrifice unique thought and vision, all of the, all of the way that we were uniquely and wonderfully made, designed by source, just to be able to fit in with everyone else. I'll give you a quick example. There was an exercise um, that I saw where a gentleman steps onto an elevator and Typically, when you get on an elevator, you step in and you turn around so that you are facing the door, ready to get out and get on to the to your get off on your stop. In this exercise, he got on and noticed that everybody was facing the back of the elevator. So they all got on and just stayed facing backwards. And so he looks kind of for a minute, he turns around as he normally would, and then he's just kind of like, why is everybody facing backwards? And shortly thereafter, he turns around and faces backwards like everybody else. Now on the outside, as you're watching this, you're like, why? Why would you get on the elevator and turn around backwards? Like clearly everybody else is doing that, but like that just doesn't make that much sense. And by the way, Anika, that would never happen in real life, but yet it does. It does all the time. We see things that don't necessarily make sense to us, but it feels like that's what everybody else is doing. That's what the behaviors are. The norms say that this is the way that we should be behaving. And so therefore we do it and without a lot of thought. And that's really concerning. So point one of this message today is to bring your attention to how often the cultural norms encourage assimilation and how easily it is for us to fall into that and not really pay attention to what we're doing, not recognize the fact that we're giving up parts of the uniqueness of who we are every time we do that. And there's a huge problem with that because each of us has a specific purpose in life and linked together, we bring the fullness forward. And so when you are losing pieces of yourself, you're not able to help the collective complete the puzzle. You're not able to bring all of the, the things that you are purposed to forward in this life. It matters. Next topic that I want to quickly touch on is that of balance. And I've been someone who across my career has listened to people talk about work-life balance and I'm like, I just don't subscribe to that. I don't believe that there really is this thing of balance. 
because balance would imply that there is a static state, right? That everything just kind of stays consistent. And I don't believe that that's really sustainable. It may be achievable, but not sustainable. Now, I like to think about work, work life as being a seesaw. Life is a seesaw. It goes up, it goes down, depends on the side, the, the weight of the force you put on the opposite side. Um, there is some intentionality. You can push on one side to help elevate it. It goes back and forth. And you know, if you were to sit right in the middle of the seesaw and kind of lean yourself back and forth, you know, you could get to a point of what I would call equilibrium, but it's not quite static. It's not quite that balance that piece that's kind of, you know, that, that kind of means like, yes, we got to that kind of nirvana spot. I just don't think that's real. I think that in reality, we go back and forth and there are times where we are, you know, more heavily leaning towards things that are around work or career or other times where it's around family other times, maybe it's around, you know, community. There's just a constant ebb and flow of our lives. The conditions are always changing. Things are just not static. And so I think this thing about balance is really, really important as we get into this topic, because I would subscribe to you that we spend more time at an imbalance in our lives than we ever do in balance. And so instead, I'm going to say that the, the place that we're trying to achieve is this equilibrium. And, and, and I want to call it that if you will allow me to, to define in this conversation as a place that you get to that just kind of says there's enough of this particular thing that I need in this moment. And when that moment has something that requires something different, I'm able to shift within what I have in myself, what I can bring forward to provide what that moment needs as well, because I have all of those things within me. And so it's not quite balance. It's more of equilibrium because I would say it, it, it it's relative to what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And it's important because each of us are a party, part of this journey to heal the world. Deep within each of us, there are pieces of this puzzle. And so I just want to take assimilation and that desire for fitting in and this notion of balance, which I'd like to reframe for you as equilibrium in this conversation today and talk to you about a really enlightened conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it. I now want to talk about what's going on in the world. And if you hear my tone drop a little bit, it's because I take this topic pretty seriously. And while like any other time, I'll try and inject some humor here and there, there's something really important that I want you to understand and start to recognize that's happening in the world. It's been happening, but in 2021, it is incredibly heightened and it is important that you recognize it, acknowledge it, and are attuned because there is work for you to do in this space. We have something called the balance of feminine and masculine energy inside each of us. And I'm calling it a balance. We'll call it equilibrium because that's what I said in my seesaw example. But there, there are, we each have both feminine and masculine energy. So point one for you to be able to digest is that 
regardless of, you know, how you identify, you have both divine masculine and divine feminine within you. They are a part of who you are. They are part of your makeup. It's a part of how you process and engage with the world, part of how you move through the world. And just like other types of energy that you might have in your body, you tend to lean and lead with certain pieces over another. If you've ever done MBTI or if you have done insights or any other personality type tests, they help you to kind of understand where you might have some innate um, directional energy, um, some things that you are predisposed to. And with those things, it tells you a little bit about your natural state. So when everything is just kind of calm, you're back on that seesaw, you're straddling the middle of it, and it's just at about that equilibrium. When you're there, this is who you are. This is how you show up, right? And when there's pressure placed on one part or another, you show up in a way that's different. And those, some of those, um, those tests, um, insights is, is such a good one that really talks about how, you know, innately your energy looks one way, but you may lead with other energies depending upon the circumstances. And it could have a little bit more to do with what the external pressures are back to that assimilation, what the cultural norms are, what the expectations are, what external validation says to you, what you feel you have to dial up in order to be successful and that what you feel can really be driven up by your beliefs of what's important or what's valued. Or they could be reinforced by what people actually tell you or show you is valued. It's the balance of those things and that innately who you are and how you show up. And it's an interesting um, dynamic to think about because if I am a certain way, for example, I go back to insights, I tend to lead with, the, with my yellow energy, um, very much, you know, intuitive and inspired and connecting but in, often in many of the roles that I've had across my career, I will lead with my right energy, which is more of that kind of, you know, um, command and demand and, you know, the, the kind of intense um, authority and leadership. Like I dial that up um, pretty significantly and it's there. There's a decent amount of it there. It might be second to <laughs> yellow energy if you actually looked um, but at my profile, but but I dial it up a bit um, in many of the roles that I've been in in my career. Um, and it's interesting because just because you dial it up doesn't mean you change who you are underneath, but you can get conditioned to operating in that way on a regular basis, so much so that you can lose sight of who you are. So why does that matter? Let's go back to this feminine and masculine energy. So each of us have both feminine and masculine energy within us. and were born and they are as close to that equilibrium place as they could possibly be. And then we start to learn things. For those of us born female, we're often taught to nurture. We're given dolls 
we're encouraged with words like love and kind and help, clean. It's interesting. And for those born male, they're given words like win and drive and play. Lots of intensity. When it comes to emotions, you can probably immediately think about where I'm going, right? What do children do? They cry. And for those born female, conditioned female, we hear a lot about how crying is okay. It's okay to show emotion. Dry up your tears, but it's okay. And for those born and identify as male, it's not okay to cry. Toughen up. So from a super early age, we begin to hear and have things reinforced in us about who we are and who we're supposed to be. It's not by accident that I gave you an example that leans more to the feminine energy because I wanna spend a bit of time talking about what happens to the masculine energy when it's wounded. So when you have people, and it's gonna be male or female, that have wounded masculine energy, there's some things that tend to emerge. So if you think about this, oh, don't cry, the, the, the results of that is defense mechanism, which then turns into, I'm going to control situations so that I don't find myself in this place of being vulnerable, i.e. crying, because vulnerable is not good. And so never mind the fact that this individual, male or female, has feminine energy within them, who, and that feminine energy says, being vulnerable is appropriate in certain situations. Like you need to have some vulnerability. How do you connect with people and build relationships if there's no vulnerability there? The masculine energy would say yes to a point. I really don't want to be vulnerable in that way, but I, I could give you a little bit, right? If, if you make me feel really comfortable and if I keep control, so you begin to have this battle inside yourself. When both the masculine and feminine energy are nice and healthy, we get the best of who we are. When one is damaged, we get an internal conflict that has both internal and external repercussions. Why do I say that? Simply put, because the more that we have wounded energy, the more that one energy is super dominant over the other, the more imbalance we have. And imbalance matters because as I take this example back to what's happening in the world, you start to see behavior that exists unchecked. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Let's take a step back. If you are comprised of feminine and masculine energy and both of those things come together to form this perfect unit, which is you, and one side of it begins to grow unchecked by the other, it's going to be massive. 
at once at one point it is going to be so large so all-encompassing that you might not even know the other exists it might be so small the 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 amount of times that you allow it to shine through that you even forget it's there and you certainly don't nurture it you certainly don't give it enough sunlight so that it can thrive and then you begin the cycle of the damage that happens when part of the energy is wounded. In the world today, we are dominated by masculine energy. And before you take that down a rabbit hole, I love my male counterparts with a capital L, a capital O, a capital V, a capital E. I truly do. And they are comprised of masculine and feminine energy, just like I am. And so we're not different in the sense that both energies make up part of who we are. We are different in terms of what we may lead with and what may have been nurtured, what may have been developed for us across our lifetime. And why this matters is that when you look at the world and how heavily male dominated it is today, and you think about the way we socialize men in our society and what we reinforce as behaviors that are good. And mind you, I'm not saying whether or not those behaviors are aligned to a healthy masculine energy, divine masculine or a wounded one, but we reinforce the things that show up in this world and that's what's leading right now. We have a foundational issue in this country, in this world, but I am very specifically speaking to those sitting in the US, where the imbalance of masculine and feminine energy is having a direct impact of what's happening in our world. We cannot heal because of the imbalance in energies. We cannot even see how broken we are because of the imbalance in energy. We won't allow ourselves to even think about or recognize that there has been systemic issues in our country for hundreds and hundreds of years because of the dominance of who we are. Here's some proof for you. When you have wounded masculine energy, the themes that tend to rise are control, confrontation, being forceful, manipulation. And, what, and the manipulation is to gain control, right? Or to hold on to control. Similarly, the need for more, always wanting more control, controlling the outcome, like, all of those things, the lack of empathy, those tend to show up in wounded masculine. Again, we all have feminine and masculine energy. So for the women listening to this podcast, that means you too, sis. Yes, we can have wounded masculine energy. Have you ever seen a woman who is very controlling that needs to control the outcome? Guess what? I've, I've been there. I've had those moments. My masculine energy has definitely been wounded. Absolutely. We all have some of that experience. 
And likewise, our feminine energy. And that means you too, men listening to the podcast. Our feminine energy can be damaged as well. And when that's wounded, you tend to hear the victim mentality. You tend to hear a lot of self-doubt and lack of self-esteem. You tend to hear external validation as, as an intense area of focus and codependency. Yet we all have experienced times and places where we've had wounded energy on both sides. But here's the thing, left unchecked, one side grows out of control and, and out of balance. And that's what we're experiencing right now in the world. We have so much wounded male, wounded masculine energy leading this place that it's difficult to see how we can even achieve that state of balance that we need to regain in order to bring the healing forth for the world. So if you think about this, let's, let's, let's take a pause there for a second. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back to the beginning of time because I wanna talk a little bit about what was intended when we were brought here. So go with me for a moment into the book of Genesis and you know, the creation story of a little known man named Adam and a lesser known woman named Eve. But seriously, God created, according to my faith, God created Adam and Eve. And when God created Adam, he decided that Adam should have a helpmate. And he extracted from his side one of Adam's ribs. And with that rib, he developed Eve. And it was said, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, right? So Eve is made of Adam and intended to be his helpmate. And what I believe is that the way that God intended them to be a helpmate was to be side by side. They are representative of God's intention to have feminine and masculine energy inside each and every one of us. They were to go forth and, and, and multiply. They were to be as a unit, to be as one, similar to the masculine and feminine energy that's, that's within you. And we know the story, right? Um, and <laughs> this is <laughs> the, the imbalance of masculine feminine energy is less about what happened in the Garden of Eden, but more about the fact that they were intended to be a unit and left unchecked. When something gets out of balance, there's risk there. So come forward to this current time. And when your feminine energy is healthy and thriving, you hear things like nurturing and wisdom and patience and healing. And the divine feminine is one who is able to receive, open, open to reception. 
And from a divine masculine standpoint, the words that come to mind are like security and action and being decisive and logic, loyal, adventurous, and strong. Those are the words. And again, I can't say this enough, and I'll probably say it another 40 times before I finish this podcast, but those are descriptors for each and every one of us. That's about the energy that is inside of you, not whether or not you identify as male or female. I just really want to be clear on that point, because this is not to say that women are not strong. If you listen to the list, all of those things are inside of a woman. All of those things are inside of a man. The question is, what have you nurtured? What have you fed? What have you developed? And the more that you nurture and develop both, the stronger they become, the closer that you stay to that equilibrium that I talked about before, the more you shy away from that imbalance of the seesaw that we talked about, the more that you can fight back against the natural inclination to assimilate. Because the balance allows you to see and know that it is okay to have individuality. That good balance of divine feminine and divine masculine allows you to step on the elevator and be like, I really am not sure why they're facing backwards, but maybe they're doing something. Maybe they're testing something. Maybe they are just planning to ride the elevator today. I don't know. But either I'm not getting on this elevator, or I'm going to get on, I'm going to face forward, I'm going to keep looking out of my peripheral vision and make sure everything's okay. And then I'm going to get off at my stop. <laughs> okay. So it's like, you just are okay being different and not having to fall into the trap of matching the standards and expectations of everybody around you. That doesn't mean you don't respect cultural norms and authority and things like that, but you recognize the difference when it is unchecked. And again, I would say to you, that is why this is so important to talk about today, because we are not going checked. We are unchecked. We are a society that is unchecked and has been unchecked for a long time. And the more control that has been gravitating towards the male domination of our country and our community, the more imbalanced we have become. And that means that not just men are responsible, but women also have sat in this place where it's like, yep, I'm going into the workforce and I'm going to do this and I'm going to rise and I'm going, I'm headed to the C-suite. And in order to get there, I got to dial up my masculine energy, wounding the feminine energy, which is part of your superpower. It's part of who you are. And in some cases, leading with that masculine energy and then finding yourself hitting walls because you're not fully being who you are. And then your masculine energy begins to become wounded. And then it shows up like command and control and forgetting about to bring the empathy and vulnerability and the collaboration, the things that naturally make you who you are. So yeah, this dynamic, this, this, this imbalance that becomes the way that we operate holds us back from the progress that we can make because we're only bringing parts of ourselves to the party. Or when we show up, we're not healthy. 
And that's a problem. And men, for you, those identifying as male, the comfort level with just operating with just the masculine energy is rampant. Where is your divine feminine? Where is your divine feminine energy? Where is the empathy for how you look at the people on your team? Where is the empathy that you have for your family and for your children? Where is the nurturing? Where is the ability to receive and hear feedback when it's coming to you instead of being defensive? Where is it? We've come to this place of imbalance where even when you know you're out of balance, as long as you look like what the status quo, what the, what the, what the balance of the community looks like, you're okay. And the reality is it's anything but okay. It is deteriorating our society second by second, left unchecked. It is tearing us apart. It is tearing us apart. It has torn us apart. It has driven society to the place that it is today. So much so that many of you who identify as male listening to this right now are saying to yourself, yeah, I know. And I don't know how the heck to get back to it. So please tell me. And again, I tell you, this podcast is not the answer for what to do. Because each of you have a purpose, you have something that you're supposed to do that's a part of the collective that will help us to rebalance it. But what I am here to tell you to do today is you need to heal. You have got to heal the divine feminine and divine masculine pieces of you that are wounded. You have to begin to lead with all of who you are. You cannot just go off to one side. You cannot. I've known for a good portion of my career that I've led with that with a lot of that masculine energy, the, the divine masculine, and I've not necessarily known why. And it's interesting because when I look at who I am most often outside of work, not always, but most often, like at that comfortable state, I'm a really nice, healthy balance of both. I don't want command. I enjoy being decisive. I enjoy being adventurous. I enjoy getting stuff done, but I don't want command and control. However, society would tell me that in order to show up in a way that it looks like I am on the track to C-suite, that that's what I need to do. Now, fortunately, I've always been one who's carried the empathy and collaboration and love for others. There, there are such high values for me that I've always carried them with me no matter the role. However, what I sometimes don't check is how aloof I can be or that in times I can come off unfeeling or I may not even recognize and acknowledge an emotion that I see or hear or feel. And I've had to work over the years to bring that back into how I operate, to come back into this state of as close as balance as I can get that equilibrium that we talked about, where I'm really leaning in and nurturing that divine feminine, where I'm helping the wounded masculine to be healed because it matters that I am bringing all of who I am forward into whatever I do. You cannot do it without intentionality. You cannot do it 
without awareness. You cannot do it without taking the scary inventory of how you've been showing up. And that inventory of how you've been showing up is the issue today. We're afraid to take inventory of how we're showing up. We're fearful to look at the people who've been in leadership and say, yep, that may have worked then, but it doesn't work anymore. We're fearful to say the world has to shift. I want a leader who looks like X, Y, Z, and that's the only kind of person I'm working for. And the reality is that as the generations who are coming into the workforce now are looking and they're saying, there, here's what I want. This is the kind of team I want to join. They're not looking for leaders that are heavily balanced to one side. They want ones that are real, that identify with both the feminine and masculine, who are going to allow them and encourage them and demand that they are their best selves. That's who they're looking for. And right now, it leans to the female leaders in our world. Because what we have recognized and what we've done for so many years is try to balance the world of both. We've not always done it well, but we have had to dial up divine masculine. Where for the men, for those who have grown up in our generations, where we have stereotypically told them things about their divine feminine that made them shun it and hide it away because they wouldn't be accepted. Identifying male means you show up in this way and it doesn't look like X, Y, Z. And so therefore, for those people who've not had acceptance of all of who they are, who've dialed it down, It can be felt that there's something missing, that there's something lacking. Now, to be clear, it's not every leader. It's not every woman. It's not every man. It's not every, it's not everyone. However, you may identify whatever you may find yourself leaning to. That is what you need to assess. Where is your energy? What's wounded? What needs to be healed? And this creates the dynamic of where we are today. Because here's the thing. We are so far unbalanced at such an imbalanced point that the only way we can bring it back is to raise divine feminine exponentially. And in order to raise divine feminine exponentially, it means that you must ensure that your divine feminine is not wounded. It means you must bring divine feminine all the way into the room with you. It means that you must lead with it. It means that you must pour an equal amount of it back in to get to a point of equilibrium. And in order to do that and to do it in a way that moves quickly, we've got to elevate leaders that can come in that way. So now it's starting to click. She said it was going to be controversial. She said it was going to be challenging to hear. She told me to close my eyes 
and to hear this message clearly so I can understand it. And it's taken me to go around the block a little bit to get you to this point, but here is what you need to hear. We are not balanced. We have to elevate the divine feminine. While the divine feminine can be found in both men and women, women have the experience of nurturing it, which means there is a place in leadership unlike any other time in society where we require it. And whether it is someone who identifies male dialing up that feminine energy, or if it is someone who identifies female dialing up that divine feminine, both are required to lead. And the best way to balance what we have today, which is a lot of masculine energy, is to couple it with female. So now as you sit back and you think about the times you've been on social media and you've seen people saying, this is the year of the woman, and what does that mean? And women are rising instead of men. And why are all these women being assigned to C-suites and boards and things like that? What's happening right now? What's happening is a shift. It is a universal shift to balance our world back to its intended state. Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, there was Adam and there was Eve. They were designed to be helpmates. This is your divine masculine and divine feminine intended to be health helpmates, intended to work together, to live together. They were balanced. That is how each of us individually is intended to exist in this world, but we're not doing that. We've allowed greed and corruption, control to drive the way we do things in this country. We are so into control that we would take whole races of people and allow them to sit beneath other human beings when we're all the same. This desire to control and place ourselves above others shows up in so many different ways. Think about how we behave as a country to others. Oh, sure, we'll send you some money. We'll send you supplies. As long as we can control what you do. Now, here's what you're going to do in return. You're going to do exactly what we tell you to do. We're always controlling. We are always in a constant state of trying to make someone else subservient to us. That is not right. It is not what was intended. It is not balance. It is not how source designed this world. It is not and has never been his intention for people. Why do you think that he made Adam and Eve as helpmates? It was not a fraternity that he developed that he created to run in the beginning of the world. It was divine masculine and feminine together, Adam and Eve. And so when you look at the world that is so heavily leaning towards male leadership and this, and you can see the evidence of the wounded masculine everywhere you look, you know we are in trouble if we don't quickly rebalance 
And the only way to do that is to pour in this divine feminine energy. Deepak Chopra wrote an article and it's called Why We Need the Divine Feminine. And he talks about how it is a goal worth seizing to gain the divine feminine, to be in touch with the divine feminine. And here's what he says, some of the things that are beneficial when we recognize what the divine feminine means to us in this world. Procreation, abundance, love, beauty, sensuality, alchemy, healing, the unconscious. We need those. We need a higher level of consciousness and we can call that unconscious. We need that because the conscious is so impacted by the desire for external validation, by the desire to sit in the world, by the desire to be influenced by what is acceptable, by belonging. But when you have the divine feminine, it's not that. Our unconscious is saying, what's right? How do we bring about balance in this world? How do we help people? How do we promote healing? How do we bring forth the magic of alchemy? How do we ensure that what is that that as as altruists we create the kind of world where everyone can thrive? That is what the unconscious says. We need that divine feminine energy. We need it in order to rebalance the world. All right, Anika. I've heard you. We all have divine feminine and divine masculine energy. Sometimes either or both can be wounded. It doesn't matter what, you know, what gender you are, how you identify, but truly there's an imbalance. Got it. What's in it for me? Life, my friends. Life in a way that you can wake up in the morning and be your full self. For those of you looking for belonging, for those of you who feel lost, who feel like you're not being heard, who feel disconnected, who just feel hurt, who just feel challenged by the way the world tells you it wants you to conform, this is for you. The world that you want is not that way. It's not the way Source intended. Source intended our world to be about love. There's more than enough resources for the entire world yet. There are people who go hungry every single day and some for months. There are people who don't have what we waste at one meal to eat across a month. How is that possible? How is that acceptable? How? How? All of the imbalance that exists today is a result of what is happening between the masculine and feminine energy. And so we have to move in a way to balance it. And so what that means is right now, as you're starting to see women, those identifying as, as female, moving forward at a rapid pace, it is because we need the balance of energy and they know how best to bring it forward because it's innately a, a part of them. And they have lived in this dynamic of dialing both up and having to do that in order to be successful. You know, in, I, I would say from my experience to be successful in the way that I have in my career, it meant dialing up some of that masculine energy at work and then still coming home and making sure I dial up the feminine energy and going back and forth and, oh my gosh, code switching. <laughs> 
<laughs> to the umpteenth power. Yes. So we know how to do it. And we can help you, men, those identifying as male, to create comfort with you bringing your divine feminine forward. By creating the space, by showing you how it can be done when both are healthy and leading together. So we can help with that. We can help drive that. We are creating a world. The things that you hear people talking about right now in terms of how we create more inclusion and connection, how we have conversations about things we've been afraid to talk about for years. These are things that require us to lean into our divine feminine in order to do them and do them well. And so men, there's a call for you. For those of you that are a life partner, to someone who identifies female, leads with that divine feminine energy, this is your time to recognize that you may have been mistaken about the role that you believe you were instructed to play. And what I mean by that with all the love, dear brothers, is that your place is to stand beside her not in front of her. It's beside her that you will be able to help her achieve what she is intended to, her purpose in this world. Because for many of you, this time will be marked with seeing the counterparts, your female identifying counterparts in your life, stepping forward in a way that you've not experienced before. You will watch them be promoted at a rate that's significantly faster than what you may be experiencing. You will watch them go in rooms that otherwise would have been unattainable, where they would not have been able to enter, where they would not have been welcomed. You will watch them be promoted, be accelerated in ways that you didn't think were po was possible. And you have a job to do, which is to not allow your self-esteem and ego to be so greatly damaged that you can't be there to support her and champion her as she moves forward because the world needs her. They need her energy. And what you can do as you continue to be that support system, that partner, that cheerleader at her side is to work on healing your wounded feminine, to work on healing your wounded masculine, so that you too can accelerate into rooms and places where you can help bring about the change that we need. You see, this is not a time anymore for division. It's a time for working together. It is time for bringing back community. I want to take you back to the way that we established communities back in Africa. Communities were meant to share resources. They worked in unity, community, community. They bartered. They helped raise and teach each other's children. They were partners. No one had to go without a meal if somebody else had it. They took care of each other. And do you know who that was built on the backs of? The women. 
And that's important to know because they were able to leverage both divine and masculine energy to build societies, to be the mothers of the societies that we have today. It is the origin story for all of us on earth. And so as we return to a place where that comes back into balance, we just need you to hear that it does not lessen your ability to make an impact on the world. You just need to see the impact you make is different. Nurture your daughters in a way that looks different than what you've been telling them today. Stop telling your daughter that she can't do this or shouldn't do that because it looks too much like what boys do. Stop telling your daughter that she needs to stay over here and do this because that's what little girls are supposed to do. No, she needs to be a healthy balance of both. And you can help ensure that you're preparing her and your sons for the world in front of them by giving them balance. And for the female counterparts in your, in your life, whether they are your life partners or your coworkers or team leaders, et cetera, be their champions. Start to understand and learn what's different. What is it about what they're dialing up and bringing forward that the world needs that you can help foster and encourage? And then spend your time in introspection, finding out how you build and drive that for yourself because we need you too. But this is not a time to allow your ego to stand in the way of what must happen in order to bring balance back to the world. Go back to the creation story. It is as old as rhyme. Go back to the creation story in the beginning. There was man and woman. And sure, she came from his rib, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And that's beautiful because they were intended to be as one, to be together. They're the example that you should think about, not when you think about your partnership and relationship in this world, but when you think about the energy that lives inside of you, that's where you think about Adam and Eve, the balance of both. And it's not your fault, brothers. It's not your fault that you have been raised and told that your divine feminine didn't have a place there or that you should lessen it. It's not your fault, but it will be if you leave this message and you don't spend some time in introspection, making a decision to shift it. And for a moment, I wanna to say to those of you who identify as male, who accept your divine feminine, who lead with and pour love out into the world, who have no fear in standing side by side, propelling the women in their lives forward, be, them, be they your moms or your partners or your daughters, thank you. Thank you for being the example for others of what it looks like to have healthy masculine and feminine energy flowing within you. Thank you for not being afraid of your divine feminine. Thank you for entering a room and bringing your whole self. Thank you for creating a space for others to do that too. Because let me tell you, I know some men who 
absolutely say I'm a manly man, whatever that means. <laughs> and they are intense about how hard they love about being collaborative and creative about abundance. They're just as proud of those parts of themselves as they are the parts that are adventurous and that create security and stability. You can have it all, but you have to recognize what's damaged. You have to recognize what's been hurt, what's been wounded, what's been ignored, what's not been fostered and do something different. Look upon those who have figured out how to live in that balance and learn from their example. Don't spend your time in your head. Let the ego go. This is not the time for it. Because what I tell you is, the more you play in your ego, the more our lives are at stake. And yes, I mean our lives. Our lives are at stake because every day there are people being killed in our world. There are families who go hungry, who are homeless in the richest, na richest nation in the world. Systemic racism still exists. We've watched more people arrested and beaten and killed in front of our own eyes than what I had seen in my entire lifetime before 2020. It's inhumane. Our lives are at stake. We cannot continue to behave as if we don't know that we're broken. And quite honestly, I will tell you that source says enough is enough. What you see and are experiencing happening in the world and what's to come is a result of the imbalance and it is time for it to shift. And so I'm telling you, you're going to continue to see those who balance and embody divine feminine and divine masculine at healthy levels rising to places of prominence, rising to decision-making, rising to authority, gaining abundance and wealth because they will pour it back into the places where people need it, creating legislation that is fair, breaking down these things in society that have held people and imprisoned them in their own homes, in their own lives, in their own skin. It is going to shift. It will shift. It's your choice to be on board or not. And so I tell you, make the decision to look inside yourself and heal. Make the decision to stand next to those who fully embrace all that they are and help them propel to the places they need to go so that they can be the change we need in this world. We don't have time for your ego your brokenness, your fear of losing power. Power will be taken. It's already happening. And so let it go. Heal. Allow people to step forward who really know 
how to bring about the change. Because what I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, there is not a bone in my body that is not in alignment with this, is that when people who fully embrace their feminine and masculine, their divinity on both ends, they will create the kind of world for you to flourish in and you won't have to be embarrassed about all of who you are. You won't have to feel like you shouldn't say, oh, I need to leave early to go to my son's soccer game because you're just gonna go because that's the right thing to do is to balance the familial obligations that you have along with performing your job in a way that's exceptional. You don't have to have either or. You can do both. They may not be in perfect balance where I started this podcast, but you can find that place of equilibrium. You can find that place where you can accept all of who you are. It's all welcome. It's all desired. And it was all intended when source created you. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in there. And all you have to do is close your eyes for a moment and you will hear the confirmation of yes from source because there is nothing that I've said here that is not true. Just know that our lives are truly at stake and your relationships are. There are far too many marriages partnerships that are on the rocks today. And when you peel back the layers, they're on the rocks because of ego. They're on the rocks because of jealousy. They're on the rocks because of control. Because as you watch your partner ascend to places that they've not been before, you can't control it. You don't own it. You were never intended to. And because that dynamic exists, you're wounding, you're hurting. You don't have to, it's your choice. One person doesn't rise to take another one down. There's so much work to do. If all of us could fully embrace our, our divine masculine and divine feminine, we could get the change done in days, maybe even overnight. It's just not that difficult to understand. You just have to decide that the world matters more to you than your ego, that the world matters more to you than control, that humanity matters more to you than control. Look at what's happening. Look at the death of George Floyd. Control, that is the image of control. Rather than be wrong about counterfeit, rather than be wrong about who this person is, rather than be wrong, I'm just gonna stay and I'm gonna take a life. Ego, is that what you want to lead? And if you don't know what it looks like, for ego and command and control to be in charge, then you've not opened your eyes because the examples are ones that you breathe every single day. They are everywhere. It is all throughout politics, corporations, systems, government, everything. 
you already know what it looks like to be in this state where ego is leading. Let's not allow it to be the future too. I know that this has been probably a little different than the energy and storytelling that you've heard on the podcast, but as a remarkable orator, it is my purpose to help bring healing forward through storytelling, to share with you the truth of the world, to create a sense of belonging and connection. And we cannot do that in the way that we were intended to without rising to the challenge that's in front of us right now. Let go of the ego. Let go of your fear. Embrace the divine feminine. Embrace the women, those who identify as female, who are rising and support them. Don't allow your ego to tell you that when someone else rises, that it's your demise. It's only your demise if that's what you choose to do. If you choose to stare more at your ego than you do with the opportunity sitting in front of you, it's your choice. And women, those identifying as female, it's your time. It's your time. You've done well to support the divine masculine and our brothers and those identifying as male. You've done well to support them. And for those of you who've nurtured your divine feminine and divine masculine, we need you. It's time to rise. It's time to step into your purpose. It's time to stop ignoring the call on your life because we need you. We need you to help teach the world how to lead. There's a reason that people are reaching out to you that are, they're asking you to step into leadership. It is because we need a new image of leadership. This is the time. This is the intention. It's time for us to move. So take a deep breath out. It is all going to be okay. It will be. Because at the end, at the shift, once we have gotten the process starting to rebuild, there will be so much joy and so much peace. Just like in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. The balance the consistency of male energy and female energy ebbing and flowing together. That's what was intended in our world. And when we get back to that place where we, we will have achieved what's called harmony, we will have peace, we will have joy. We will ensure that people have what they need to be successful. This is going to be a different place than what it is even in this very moment. Trust yourselves. Heal, pick up the mantle, and let's go. This is Anika Apple, and I am the Remarkable Orator, calling on you to embrace your divine feminine, to heal your divine feminine and divine masculine, to stand beside each other, not in front of, to take your knees off of the necks, to stop systemic racism, to stop 
holding people back, to allow, encourage, and foster equity and inclusion, and to help propel all those who are called forward to live into their purpose. And now it's time for our last remarks. And I like to end each episode with a moment of gratitude. And today's moment of gratitude is for the bold. It's the bold, the brazen, those who are confidently stepping forward into the places and spaces of which they are called. It may not look like what you expected it to. It may not look like an easy pathway forward, but you have been designed for this. You have been called to this. And for some of you, that role is to support someone who is being elevated because what they have the ability to bring forward is needed in the world. And for some of you, you've been the one who's been called. And you may be questioning why it is that you're selected. You must know and remember that you were designed for a time such as this. That it is because of your unique skills, talents, and abilities that you were here preparing for this moment. As a matter of fact, you can look back across your life and see how the experiences that you've had have prepared you for this particular moment. And both of you are bold. It is bold to say, I'm not going to find myself so subject to assimilation, looking for and pretending to live in a false state of balance, that I won't do what is right, that I won't do what I'm called for, that I can't see a world that looks different than the one that we have today. We've got to give gratitude for those who are being bold and who are standing in their truth and who recognize what it is that they are called to do because we need you. You're starting the movement to change the way this world is. It is the way that we can get out of this brokenness, this damage, this pain that's being caused by control. This is not how we were designed. It's not harmony. It's not the love that was expected to be the way that we led and treated one another. That is what humanity is based on. That is what the collective is charged to bring forward. That is why you are being bold today. So this moment of gratitude goes out to you. Keep shining, keep bringing the light forward, Keep pushing yourself, keep saying yes, allowing source to elevate you to your intended place so that you can be the change we need to see in the world. Thank you again for joining me on The Remarkable Orator. I am Anika Apple, and I look forward to our next conversation. Come back next week so I can tell you a story.